Hello, lovelies. Hello, lovelies. Welcome back to Soul Stretch Conversations. I'm Rose. And I'm Tina, and we're coming to you from the Soul Stretch studio on the shores of Lake Erie. In a quiet little town called Lakeside Marblehead. Oh, beautiful little town. <laughs> so this is the podcast we like to call our Lotus Lift, where we talk about using the principles of yoga in our everyday life. And don't forget, if you want to hear more, learn more about our little studio in our corner of the world, be sure to visit us at soulstretchmobileyoga.com. So hello, sunshine. How have you been? Hey, good. Good, good. 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 Gotta well, love this back to school thing. I know. <laughs> For you. <laughs> yes, that's awesome that your kids are back in school and it's normal school. Yes. Like no more online or very little online, which is great. Keeping the fingers crossed yes. that it stays that way. I hope so too. And I'm going to be. I've got a lot going on. I'll be living, leaving for Italy in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I got my cooking class coming up in a couple of weeks. Oh my gosh, that's going to be big too. Oh, I know. A hundred and. 10 people, I think, are signed up so far for this thing. Ooh, Crazy. Wow. But in the meantime, we are here and we're together because, Tina, this morning, I think what we're going to do is we're going to break down and talk about the dirtiest word in the English language. The dirtiest word? Well, you know, I, my favorite George Carlin bit were his seven dirty <laughs> words. Did you ever, did you, you remember that, right? I think so. His dirty words are, you know, I don't know, can I say them on here? Oh, so go for like, it. Shit, piss, fuck, god damn it, mother, you know, hits and I, I just remember when he ends it, he ends it on tits. <laughs> But Aren't you missing one of the seven? Wasn't know, there a right? C word in there? Oh yeah, what, what's that one? I think you have an. Oh I yes, can't say it. I just see, can't. See you next. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> just well, can't do it. Those are very funny, and those are some of the of the seven dirtiest words in the English language. But there is one that yogis believe is even worse than those seven, if you can believe it, Tina. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So yogis believe that the most violent word, the most dirtiest of all words, and I know, brace yourself for it, because you're, you're going to be shocked. <laughs> I'm closing my ears. I'm okay, gonna... <laughs> ready? Okay. Should. 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 S-H-O-U-L-D. Oh, you almost misspelled that. <laughs> <laughs> Stop shoulding. Stop shooting on yourself. Stop shooting on others. So Stop that, as yogis, shooting. we believe the word should is the most violent, dirtiest word in the English language. Mm. Mm-hmm. So think about that for a second. Right. Think should. about that. I should think about that for a second. Well, I'm not <laughs> going to tell you what you should do because I'm not going to shit on you. Okay. Okay. Well, Lucy, you need some explaining. Will yes. You explain. Well, so let me explain and break down what shooting does. Okay. What when we shit on ourselves or when we and it's so funny to say that when you're shooting on yourself. It sounds yourselves. like you're shitting. Exactly. <laughs> really. But when you shit on yourselves first and foremost, or shit on others, what you're doing is you're creating confusion, teen. You are robbing yourself from your ability to connect with your own wisdom, your own intuition. So shoulding creates, when I say that I should have done this, okay, or I should have, I should have taken that job, or I, I should lose 20 pounds, or I should have said yes to that promotion, or I should have not moved into that house, or I shouldn't have gone out with that man, and on and on and on. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. What we're doing is we're creating fear confusion and doubt we are saying that we don't know what we're doing when we say i should have we're saying that the choices we made were not good when we said i should have or i could have or i would have so hence it can become very violent for our inner psyche it can it can totally disconnect us 
I think, from God. I can see that because it's very, it's like very shame, shame on ourselves. Yes, you know, exactly. Very, mm, you should have done this. Yes, exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. What it, an awful feeling. It's an awful feeling. So I think, and for me, I just, I just adopted this mantra of stop shooting maybe about seven months ago, and it really changed my life. And I catch myself. So I'm not just talking what comes out of my mouth, okay? I stop shooting on myself with my vocabulary as well as I'm going to talk a little bit about how much I sh- I, I'm always shooting on my husband. Because <laughs> it's normal to shoot on the ones you love, and especially mm. your husband. It's always wonderful to tell him oh what to do, God. what he I, should and shouldn't do. I shoot on my kids all the time. Of course. I do. But what I did was is I stopped with myself first. I stopped saying in my brain, I should be doing this. Or I'd see someone doing something maybe at their yoga studio and I think to myself oh maybe I should be doing this at my yoga studio or I see somebody offering a new um, latte oh maybe I should be offering that at my juice bar and on and on so I started with myself and it really changed how I spoke to myself then I stopped writing it or texting it because it's not just the verbal word it's the written word because we're always sending emails or texts to people saying you know, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. Mm -hmm. But um, just trying to take the word should out of my, just detoxing from that word was was a challenge. But once I did, it's very rare now, I catch myself bringing it up and then I promptly squash it back down. Mm -hmm. I can see because, you know, when you should on yourself, then you're like, oh, you're you're shaming yourself, right? Exactly. And then when you should on somebody else, it's like you're taking this kind of power position in a way. Exactly. And you're like, I know better than you and you should be doing this. And and that's, I can see that, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see I do this a lot. I'm sorry for whoever I should. (laughs) Exactly. If I've should on you before, Tina, I'm very sorry. I know, same here. (laughs) So what we've been trying to do in yoga is replace the word should with other vocabulary whether it's verbal or written that maybe we use in place of the word should with ourselves first so i'm going to give you some examples and then maybe we can talk about how to do that with the ones we love because Mm -hmm. for me i'm always shooting on my husband and you're probably always shooting on your kids oh yeah well my husband gets them too (laughs) (laughs) he's not immune (laughs) so yogis believe that if you replace the word or eliminate the word should from your vocabulary maybe you replace it with other words of affirmation. For instance, Tina, I will. That's mm-hmm. a good word to replace should with. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I get to. Ooh, I like I get to. I get to. I really like that one because it really puts like a positive spin on, you know, hey, this is something special and I get to do that. Correct. I like that. So instead of saying to myself, I should offer this, you know, pumpkin spice crazy latte at my juice bar or my coffee house, maybe I say, ooh, I will introduce a new caramel spice latte or a carmadone, or no, not carmadone. How do you say that? Cardamom. Car- cardamom. Thank you. Cardamom. Cardamom, to, you know, latte of some sort, where if I say that I should be doing it, then I'm doubting myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm questioning I'm questioning every decision I make, and I'm going to create confusion. But even if I don't get to do this, I'll say that I will, but it's really a manifestation. That's what I'm trying to do, as opposed to creating guilt and shame for not doing something, because that's what should conjures up. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. Um, What I'm trying to do is eliminate guilt and shame and say, I will get a chance to do this. Mm -hmm. I can do this and manifest it to hope to happen. 
wow, wow, I'm thinking about how difficult this is going to be. <laughs> but I but I totally see the merit. I totally get it. You know, well, for you, I'm sure it's a big so, challenge. I mean, you think, do you think it's possible to stop shooting on your kids? So, um, yeah. So, okay, let me think about this. So the things that I say to them will be, um, I think like when I tell them you should, it's a lot of, hey, you should be starting your homework now. Exactly. Or, you know, you should be having some fruits and vegetables. So, <laughs> and so what I like about, what I like about um, our yoga time together is, is I like to really think about, well, what am I really trying to say? And so that's going to help in reframing all of this. So maybe, and work this through with me. So maybe instead of you should be starting. So what's the big deal? Okay. I want you to start your homework before nine o'clock so that you go to bed at a reasonable hour because when you get enough sleep, then you're not, you know, a total asshole the next day. And oh, by the way, you feel better about yourself. So what I'm really trying to say is um, instead of you should start your homework, maybe it needs to be when you start your homework before nine o'clock, then you may find you'll be able to have a longer night's sleep. And I think you'll feel better. Yes. Does that make sense? Correct. You're empowering them versus shaming them. Mm-hmm. So yes, they know they should be starting their homework. Um, maybe they maybe they know, and maybe they're just having fun with their friends online or their video games. Oh, they're or definitely whatever. lazy. <laughs> yeah, or they're lazy. And they you know, know what yeah. they should mm-hmm. be doing. Right. However, you saying you should be this or you should be that mm-hmm. is only going to make them feel worse. Well, and the other thing is, you know. Um, both of my kids are are struggling, you know, with some depression and mm-hmm. depressive thoughts. And so I'll often say things like, you know, you should really um, go outside for a walk, get a little exercise, because when you get exercise, you, you know, the endorphins start going and you feel better about yourself. Um, and they're already, so when I say should, you should be doing this so you wouldn't be depressed, then, you know, that's like making them feel even 10 times worse. Correct. Right? So maybe in that sense, I need to say, instead of you should be, hey, let's go for a walk. Bingo. (laughs) Exactly right, teen. Just open the door, put on your coat and just say, hey, we get to go for a walk right now. Let's go for a walk. Just 10 minutes around the block Mm -hmm. just to build those endorphins and get them all um, get them moving. A yeah, little bit. and if they say no, I would I could say something like, "Well, when you go for a walk, sometimes it makes you feel better, or sometimes it'll help you clear your head." Exactly. And then if that doesn't work, okay, mm-hmm. then they're staying right. put, and you're moving on, mm-hmm. um, because ultimately you can't control the outcome. Right. You know, you cannot control the outcome at right. all with anybody. And you know, I feel bad because I should on them about their. <laughs> I know this is like I'm. I'm all like the floodgates are opening now. <laughs> it makes you like, think, doesn't it? It does because I see things like, you know, hey, you should really be using that zit cleanser um, so that your face <laughs> isn't so broken out. And these poor kids, they're like already so self-conscious about it. And here's mom going, hey, you look like crap, you know, as opposed to, hey, uh, here's some, you know, are you, do you have enough of that? Um, I don't know. I have to really think about a positive way to, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, because again, they're lazy sometimes. And I hate to say, I, I shouldn't even say that. Sometimes they don't have the energy to, mm-hmm. you know, go the distance to do a proper face cleansing mm-hmm. routine. And I want them to feel good about themselves. Ultimately, that's all that we want is we want our kids to be adults that can, you know, do for themselves and can feel good about themselves. And so that's my goal. Yet I recognize that a lot of times my efforts in getting them to that might be a little shameful and I don't want that. Well, no, none of us want that because ultimately 
I know with with children, even though I don't have any of my own, as well as with my husband or my girlfriends or my friends, everybody has their own inner wisdom. Everyone, even young teenage kids, even if the, the frontal brain is not fully formed, the frontal lobe, mm-hmm. as Dr. Dai would talk about it in our yoga classes, even though those frontal lobes are not fully formed, you know, there's the cranial brain, brain but there's also the gut brain. The gut mm-hmm. brain is where your inner wisdom is. And they know, all people know, all kids, all adults know what they need and need not do. Shoulding just makes us ashamed of what we should or shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it just creates all of that confusion. So if we, we can all, we cannot control outcomes. All we can do is earn outcomes. And then we earn outcomes based on leading by example. So if, if we're out there walking once a day, getting exercise, getting endorphins, and we're happy people, hopefully people will look at us, whether they're our kids, our husbands, or our friends and say, hey, she's so upbeat. She's so this, she's so that. Maybe I can also up my game with more physical activity and then I'll feel better. Mm -hmm. People know what they should be doing for the Mm -hmm. most part. Um, It's just a matter of whether or not they want to apply it. And so so by eliminating that word out of our own, we'll we'll start with our own responsibility. Okay? okay, so meaning you and I, when it comes to us. So what do you should yourself most of? I I'm, mean, you talked about the juice bar, but oh, I mean, yeah. what about like the down and dirty, like the really you should be? Oh, I'm always shooting on myself. Well, not not, not anymore. anymore. Six months, but before that, I was always shooting on myself or shooting on my husband Doug. Um, meaning I would have so much doubt about the direction I was taking everything in. And it's so easy because we're human and we compare. So we look at someone doing something and we think, oh, I should be doing this too, or I should be this far in my progression by now, or I should have lost this weight by now, or I should have gotten pregnant by now when I was trying to have children, or should I be taking this form of chemo and not that form of chemo? So many times across the path of my um, all the all the path of my life, I would always should I, could I, would I, and you know what? No more. Mm-hmm. Whatever decisions I made in that time were the right decisions at that moment. There was no mistakes or missteps, no matter what it was, whether it was with treatments, or with fitness, or mm-hmm. with opening businesses, or in my marriage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Everything happens as it should. And so there's uh, no, yes. As it should. As it should. Yeah. In that case, I guess it's okay. In that case, it's okay. And um, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for the best. So for me to second guess or to doubt myself, and again, I'm very human, so I'm always mm-hmm. still doing this. I'm still um, second guessing. Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And I'll catch myself and I'll stop. And so, you know, I have this big cooking class coming up. There was many times where I thought to myself, should I be doing a cooking class? Because I thought, oh, you know, I have a little restaurant now. It'd be kind of fun. But now, after this will be my fourth or fifth one doing it, I get to do a cooking class. Now, the question is, I've never done it for 110 people, so that's a little (laughs) bit nerve-wracking. But I I get to do it for 110 people as opposed to the first three or four that were like maybe 35 people. So I look at, I replace and look at, my manifestation. And yes, I mean, I, I manifested that I will be doing cooking classes and sure enough, it happened. I manifested that I will be going to Italy. I, I should not be going to Italy or shouldn't, or I should be going to Italy. I am going to Italy. I'm leading a tour group of 
35 or, or I'm sorry, 28 people. So I'm trying very hard to manifest versus self-doubt. I like and that. And so that's ultimately what this is, that, you know, the yoga principle to get past this shooting really yes. is the manifestation of the phrases. Correct. I will. I, I can, can. I'm going to. I like that. I like that. Yes, because this, therein lies the problem with the word should. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought it'd be really important for our listeners to understand why it's such a bad word and why they need to eliminate it from their vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So to trust yourself, to trust your inner wisdom. Well, and even with little things, you know, like as you talked about, like manifesting, you know, this the big cooking class and manifesting Italy, you know, yes. those, those are big things. But like even, you know, yesterday I was like, I should have gone and worked out this week. But you know what? My energy was low and I was just yep. tired and that's okay. So I'm going to just stop and I'm going to move on and I'm exactly. going to just keep looking forward. And I think that is an important thing, you know? Totally. And then maybe tomorrow you'll wake up and say, hey. I get to go work out. I get to go work out. So when it comes to our family, you know, with you, with your kids or me, with my husband, I just think of different ways to articulate it in a different way, Uh, more direct and more clear without creating that confusion, that fear and that doubt that the word should conjures Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. So if I can pause before I suggest. So suggesting is different than shoulding. Right. There's a a good way to suggest. I think I did that today. Um, So tomorrow is picture day for one of my kids. And she's like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to wear. I just always wear like band t-shirts and and a flannel. So I guess I'll wear that. And I'm kind of like, okay, that's great. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, man, it'd be nice. You know, hey, this is going to be on Nana's mantle. (laughs) So um, earlier today, I just said, hey, did you want to go shopping? It's up to you if you want to find a new top for... Because ultimately, I, f- I feel like she was thinking, I don't have anything new and cool that I would want to wear. Um, and so I said, it's up to you. If you want to go shopping, tonight would be a good night that I can go. And so it was that suggestion as opposed to, you know, you should go get a different shirt, you know. Exactly. A good. So if we start Yay, suggesting... Yeah. And it's just progress, love. So if we start suggesting things and redirect and articulate them in a kind and direct and clear way versus shoulding. Also, I think when we stop shoulding on our loved ones, we bond better with them because we're not always telling them what to do. Because shooting is telling, it's power. It's telling them what to do all the time. Mm -hmm. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. So I was so guilty for many years with Doug. So now I make suggestions to my husband Mm -hmm. (laughs) quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Whether he takes them or not is completely up to him. Because again, I cannot control outcomes. Mm -hmm. I just try to earn my outcomes. Oh, and you know what? I heard another phrase yesterday that I thought was really good is... um, there was, uh, my kid and I were meeting with her um, guidance counselor, and I could tell that the guidance counselor was wanting to say, you should do blah, blah, blah. But she caught herself. And she said, and she said, my wish for you is that you'll be able to do this. Nice. It wasn't, I sh- you should. It was my wish for you is that you'll find the courage to do X, Y, Z. She was manifesting. I liked that. That's my wish for you. It just seemed like it was packaged so much nicer. Yes. As opposed to trying to tell you and her what to do, which is awesome. So there, that is a great way to redirect and to suggest versus to should. Hey, you know what I can do, by the way, is how about so that because we're saying that 
we want to stop shooting on ourselves, and we want to replace it with a manifestation of I will, I can, I get to. So when we're done recording, I'll design a cute little printable. So if anybody wants, it'll be, you know, you can just click the PDF and you can just print it out and or you can just take a post-it note and write it too. But if you want something that looks a little bit pretty, then I'll do that too. I'm happy to. Awesome. Because um, I, I think that those are really good manifestation words, you know. Oh, you know what? I'll put them on my little washers because, <laughs> you know, I collect crafts, and meaning like I like add crafts and hobbies all the time. And so I just started doing those like metal stamping things. And that'll be a great phrase to stamp on a something to give out. Absolutely. You know, I, I will, I can, I get to. Yes. And then on the backside, you could put stop shooting. Yeah. Yeah, right? Stop shooting, yes. So that ultimately then, this week, lovely listeners out there in Podcastville, we put down a challenge. We're not going to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. (laughs) In fact, no. We're going to suggest, Tina and I, that perhaps you try to take the word should completely out of your vocabulary, not just in the, the, the spoken word, but also in the written word. So if you see yourself texting or typing it on email, catch yourself and stop, pause and replace it with another word of affirmation or suggestion that is so much better than the word that should represents. So that's a good thing to work on. And hopefully, like me, it's going to take you a little while to detox from the word because it was so embedded in my brain, Tina. Mm -hmm. But hopefully in the coming weeks, as you get more and more comfortable with taking the word out, you'll use it less and less to the point where you don't use it at all. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and what a big confidence booster this will be. You know, because really, that's that's what we're doing is we're taking away a word that just causes so much of that self-doubt. So much. And the world already gives us so much to be self-doubting about. Mm. There's so much going on with social media. The last thing we need to do is to affirm it with the word should. Mm -hmm. So, listeners, for this week, in the next few weeks, try to stop shoulding. Excellent. All right. I'm going to do that. It's going to take, don't get me wrong, it's going to take some time, but I'm going to be, um, you know, I'm going to be gentle with myself and forgive myself. And I think really the first step is when you, when you just notice it. Yep. That's step number one, you know, and so to notice it while it's in my head before I, it even crosses the lips oh, yeah. or the fingertips. Or the fingertips. <laughs> I mean, I think you just told me you just texted it to someone or emailed mm-hmm. it to somebody. And oh, you... yeah. Well, you know what? I was on, I went to the Indigo Girls concert Love um, them. last week. Oh, my God. It was so awesome. And um, I have a dear friend who is an amazing folk artist, folk singer. And so like I Facebooked, hey, here I am. And um, and she was like, oh, I just I have so much love for those two. And I said, Carrie Elkin, you should be opening for them. And I what I really it's like I didn't want her to feel bad. Like, how come you're not opening for them? Because, you know, you're good enough. It, you know, it's really more of a, hey, you're really awesome. And I hope one day yes. that you'll get to open for them. Yes. Um, or I hope if it if it works out for you that you can, you know, perform with these people that you love because man, I know she's good enough and I guess that's my little plug for Carrie Elkin. C A R R I E E L K I N. Go so, Carrie. Go right. Carrie. So so thanks everyone for listening yes, and tuning thank in. Thank you so much for hanging out with us again today. And we will see you guys again soon. But don't forget, if you have any comments, stories, or suggestions for the podcast, then send us a message. Absolutely. You're more than welcome to also visit soulstretchmobileyoga.com. 
Facebook.com to learn more about the studio, classes, upcoming events like the cooking classes, future yoga retreats, and all that good stuff. So Ooh, yeah, especially the manifestival that's yeah. coming up. Oh, yes. We got lots of good plans, that's lots of wonderful stuff. stuff. And Tina gets to work on a manifestival with me. She's a very good cards reader. You'll I'm, find out more. I'm going to make the drive. Yeah. <laughs> but she's very good. She's very intuitive. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So it'll be fun. It'll, it'll just be, be fun to be It'll be very fun. So until then, lovelies, namaste. Namaste and have a good day. We'll talk soon. <laughs>